。昨天那个小朋友啊、呃，跟师傅啊、呃、用鲜花鲜果送师傅，那今天好早又在等着说要再送师傅的鲜花鲜果，我们就请这些小朋友上来好了。好，我们欢迎这些小朋友。这些小朋友大多都是吃素的哦。自己拿，他们这自己分好了。哇，这个又漂亮，嗯，装哪里呀、啊？谢谢哈。哦，这个给他们自己好不好？啊，你们自己来。哎，还有那个也是。啊，后面也有一啊，后面这些是来宾，他们也是想用鲜花来代表他们对师傅的欢迎之心。我们也是给他热烈掌声好吗？谢谢有请。那个饼干糖，水果呢？水果。Thank you, thank you so much. What is inside? Huh? Oh, 我衣服已经够多了，你不觉得呢 ？Thank you. 谢谢 ，Thank you so much. Thank you so much. 哎，这个是布的，要弄衣服的啊！你们还嫌我不够好看。<笑> Somebody give me a cloth for making clothes. Maybe she thinks I don't have enough beautiful clothes. <笑> thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for your love. 那因为时间很宝贵，我们就请师傅开始好吗？热烈掌声欢迎师傅。哎，要讲中文呢，是英文，随你们选了啊。中文、英文、中文、英文，多少中文举手？哇，恐怖！啊，多少英文举手 ？How many would like me to speak English? Please raise your hands. Oh, how many? English more or Chinese more? English. What shall I do? Okay, now. Please, one of you step up, and if you win, I speak Chinese. If I win, I speak English. Okay, come up quick. One, two. You, 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 to see who wins. If I win, I speak English. She wins and then Chinese. All right? Now everybody see, I'm very fair now. One, two, <laughs> one, two, three. three. Oh, master, I win. One. I win. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay. oh, that's what we have to do sometimes when, <laughs> when I cannot win all of you people. I do that to my disciples also, so they don't complain that I am taking side or prejudice, prejudice or something like that. Prejudice or prejudice? <laughs> huh? Huh? Prejudice. Okay. Now we have many. This is prejudice, right? <laughs> many um, so-called preconceived ideas about life, about enlightenment, about religions, about how we should lead our life, about how a religious people should be, about how an enlightened master should lead his life or her life, about how she or he should dress, should eat, should speak even. I had also many preconceived ideas before 
and after enlightenment as well. <laughs> Before, of course, more. After a little bit of enlightenment, will be less. And it will become less and less each day. God made me more humble, more humble each day, until I have no more of my ideas left except God's idea, and I have to do absolutely what He wants. Just like you, I had to learn by mistakes. Some people ask me, why do you wear so beautiful clothes? <laughs> You're supposed to be a practitioner. You should wear, I say, rag clothes or something like that. Uh, I used to think that way. Yeah, I used to think that way, that an enlightened person should just wear kind of uh, rag clothes. And then, and, and then before enlightenment, I criticized some of the enlightened people who wear nice clothes. <laughs> so now God punished me, say, you wear beautiful clothes, <laughs> so you know what it is, yes. And by the way, I don't like red color, yes, at all. <laughs> I never liked it before, but today it makes me wear it, <laughs> in spite of my protest. Uh, but anyhow, since long I learned to give up, uh, how to say, uh, protesting also, because I know it's no use. Sooner or later, God will have His own will and make you do it whether you like it or not. You do it today or you do it tomorrow, the sooner you get over with it, the better. That is all. <laughs> it's just like we own somebody uh, some debt. And then whether you pay it today or you pay it tomorrow, you will have to pay. And maybe you pay faster, uh, less interest. <laughs> if, you pay, if you delay your payment, <laughs> you have to pay more due to the interest rates. So since then I learned to be more humble and obedient to the will of heaven. And sometimes in doing so, have also some of the, uh, of the say, misunderstanding from the people. But I cannot do anything else except to go through this, yes. What I like or not like, it doesn't matter anymore. And whether I do it for uh, what, whether I have a good reputation or bad reputation of that, I cannot choose any longer. In that case, you would ask me, well, we thought after enlightenment we become free. Yeah, we can do what we want and very freely decide what we do in our life. Yes, we are free, very much free, because we don't take any more responsibility upon our shoulder. Everything is arranged by the providence, and we absolutely have no fear of doing whatever is arranged for us to do. In that way, we are absolutely free. Then we know the will of providence. We know the plan of the universe, and we can go along with it smoothly without any hindrance, without any hard feeling or protest in our heart. Before that, we also do the will of providence, but we don't know it. Also, we protest a great deal. We make a lot of noise and we delay our duty and action because we thought it would be better tomorrow, it would be better to do that instead of this. 
because uh, what we're supposed to do, this, we don't like it. We thought we do the other way, it would be better because it's more suitable to our habitual thinking or preconceived ideas. After a great deal of uh, trouble and uh, lessons, we will have to surrender at last to the will of the Most High. Call you Buddha nature, uh, the Almighty God, or in whatever name that you see fit to, uh, uh, to worship the Most High. Sometimes we think uh, we are the doer in this world, and therefore we take all the whole burdens upon your shoulder. That's why we get exhausted, we get tired, and then we get nothing done sometimes. If we get enlightenment, we know if we use, we know how to use the greatest power which is already provided within us, from which we came and also to which we will return, and in which we live our life. Then we will have less confusion, less and less each day, until no more confusion left in our heart except to do the will of the Almighty. Jesus Christ also mentioned that, I do, yes, but not I, it's the Father in me who does it. And Hinduism always mentioned that not I, but thou. Every religion mentions the same. I don't want to <laughs> Uh, kind of uh, demonstrate my knowledge of different religions. Therefore, I mention just uh, a few. Please uh, forgive me if I have not mentioned your religion, like the Sikhism, the how I say the Islam, uh, the Buddhism, etc. Taoism. I have studied them all with reverence and sincerity since my childhood. And I can say I understand most of the famous religion. That's why I know that all religions point to the same truth, which is within us, point to the same supreme master power which we possess. The only difference is that sometimes we forgot to look to this supreme master power inside, and instead, we worship the Supreme Master of the past, or we go to the church to worship God. The church, outside church or mosque or temple, are the symbol of the kingdom of God within us, which, is, which are built to remind us of our own temple, which Jesus said, Know you not that you are the temple of God, and the Holy Spirit lives within you. If God resides within us, if the Buddha nature is within us, then it is very obvious that we must look for it within ourselves. Is that not so? Yeah? Or where shall we look? Shall we look it on the wall? Or on the poster of the Master Ching Hai there? Or shall we look on the ceiling to, to find God? Look where? Inside, right? 
But most of the people have not been shown the way how to look inside, inside the kidney or the liver or the heart. <laughs> it is not the material uh, level that uh, Jesus or Buddha meant to point to us. It is the super-consciousness within us. I have not enough words to praise this super-power with love, loves and nourishes all things, without even ever mention or murmur one word. The worldly power we do have, and the worldly people can do many miraculous things also, but then everyone knows about it. Everyone remembers the heroes, or the great kings, or the great, um, how to say, uh, benefactors of mankind. Uh, when he or she does some good deeds or charitable organizations. But we forgot to remember the great charity, the greatest, I would say, uh, loving power, which nourishes, sustains the whole universe. And in every scripture mentioned that we have this power even, we possess this power, and that God lives within our heart, and that the Buddha is inside us. We all read that, but we don't know how we can be so great. How come we, such an ordinary person, become so great? God has made me a very humble person, a very... Uh, possessive person of shortcomings <laughs> became a vehicle in order to let me know that everyone can become one with God, in order to let me reassure you that you, who are better than me, could even become one with God quicker. That is the only reason why you saw me if any shortcomings I have, if the dress I where doesn't please you, doesn't satisfy your expectation, or anything I do at all doesn't measure, measure up to your high standard. That's the only reason, because in God's eyes, everyone is His children. Everyone is great. And so often I have this experience that truly, Everyone is greater than I am. And how come God chose such a humble person, this very imperfect person, to become his vehicle? I often ponder over this. And then later I know, just so that I truly understand how to be humble, how to know that there are many other people much better than me, and they are, of course, can be one with God. If such a person like me can become one with God, then everyone else can be. That's the only reason God has chosen me. You understand? Thank you so much. In the process of enlightening each day after initiation, we have come to learn many great lessons through mistakes, through our own 
prejudice, yeah? <laughs> I never make this word right. <laughs> prejudice, yeah? Yeah, thank you. Our own preconceived uh, how say, opinions about other people's actions and uh, other people's appearances and way of life. Before enlightenment, of course, I have also criticism in my, in my mind. I have also dislikes and likes about how other people should live their lives. And I have my opinions about many things in this world, even those that doesn't concern me and doesn't harm me and has nothing absolutely to do with me at all. I would even venture to criticize or to try to make it right. And that's how we have been busy our life with. And after being so tired out <laughs> with criticizing the world and trying to make people right, I have come to realize that I'm the only one that should, how you say, ah, uh, better, yeah? Improve, yes. I'm the only one that should improve. <laughs> and everything else will be all right. God make us learn by mistakes and by lessons and by other people, uh, other people's examples. That's why I think uh, the old Chinese proverb said that when we walk with two other persons, yeah, uh, or three persons, yeah, um, one of them, at least one of them, will become our teacher would become our teacher, or worth it to be our teacher. It is the truth that I have learned up to now. Because even other people's mistake also strikes some memories within us and also reminding us of something that we might have done in the past and that we should never uh, forget them and should learn from that to improve ourselves. And then we should uh, never criticize other people. Actually, enlightenment comes by practice and in dealing with other people. I was enlightened in the Himalaya. That is correct. But my view about life has not broadened enough until I have come in contact with you, or my so-called disciple. I call them fellow practitioners. I call them Shishong Shijie <laughs> because I respect them. Shishong means uh, a brother practitioner. Shijie means uh, sister practitioner. I mean elder, elder sister, elder brother. Yes. Of course, sometimes when they make me mad, then I call them disciples, <laughs> just to use some of my authority. <laughs> when the house is too chaotic, yeah. When they do things and obstinately think that they are uh, right, even though they might hurt other people and make trouble for another person, then I would sometimes use my master <laughs> degree just to settle the situation. But in my heart, God makes me more humble each day to learn from each situation and to accept everything as the will of the providence. In this way, I'm freer, I'm freer than before when I try to take care of the whole world. An American, an American uh, philosopher, 
he wrote, immersion, I think, immersion, he wrote. He wrote like this in his book, one of his books. A great burden falls from our shoulder, or fell from our shoulder, is that better? Yeah? A great burden fell from our, shoulder, our shoulders if we let God run the universe. But we always run everything, and we run God as well. <laughs> it's not so? Yes, yes, yes. Look at our prayers, yeah? We come to the, the temple, or we come to the, 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 I say the church, and we dictate immediately, Oh God, please, make my business <laughs> more lucrative, please. Uh, you punish my, that little child because he's not very brave. Please, my wife is spending too much money. Tell her to stop it. <laughs> and please, one thing and another. Yes, I did the same thing. I did the same thing. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at myself, at my own foolishness. When I tried to tell God what to do, even to make me pass driver license. <laughs> yeah, I would bother Jesus and <laughs> get uh, angry with him because he didn't let me pass the first time. <laughs> yes, we had to learn through all this. It's okay to make mistakes. It's all right to be different and to choose different religions as long as you study very deep into your own religious scriptures and know what your religion wants to teach you, you're all right. I thought, I think that the church and the temples are a very holy, uh, sacred symbol of our devotion to God. And every time we pass through a church, a mosque, or the temple of any religions, we should truly remind ourselves of the reverence we have for this symbol of worship. But it probably would be better if the people who come to these temples, churches, or mosques truly can find their God within, within this temple also, not only in the brick temple, but in the true temple of God. I thought it would be much better. I have never read newspapers or watched television's news. Well, I don't say never, but very seldom, except when I am on aeroplane, 13 hours, 15 hours, 20 hours, you know what it's like. And then I watch them or look at the news. And every time I look at the news, there's not much in it. There's no good news. Very less good news and more bad news. Isn't that not true? Yes? You read newspapers every day. You know, is that not true, so? Yeah, some good news in it, no doubt. But bad news is so much. That sometimes I thought it is better even that I didn't read newspapers. I don't do it out of uh, habit or out of detest for newspapers. It's just because I just did not feel I need to read it. It's just like uh, some of the clothes you don't feel you need wearing, or some of the uh, um, household items that you don't need to have in your house. It's, uh, each one is different. 
But even then, I knew something from the world. I just know. <laughs> I just know. And sometimes act accordingly, according to the world situation and also the development of the whole planet. Yes. Therefore, I'm not very much out of date. But then uh, I started to read uh, more newspaper regularly since I'm in Singapore. So please, the new medias, don't be angry at me. I start to read now. <laughs> I do not advocate people not to read newspaper. It's just that I have uh, not read them before, yeah, very seldom. Uh, I started a couple of days since I'm in Singapore, I read newspapers. And he was kind of very depressing mood when you read it, read about the, the news in the world with many unsolved problems. And the government of all nations try their best all the time to improve the environment of their country as well as the neighborings. And also they try their best to negotiate with one another. And even those who have not been in a well relationship before truly try sincerely to make up with each other and to improve each other's standard of living. And that is very good. But even then, according to newspapers, news, there is very, <laughs> uh, how you say, sometimes very less hope than we expect. And the things are done in a such a slow way that sometimes the people of the nations feel frustrated and that they demonstrate on the street and then they protest this kind and another. But uh, in the, in the general, on the general outlook, I think the world has improved a lot. Don't you think so? Is that not so? Yeah? yeah. We have uh, now very less, less idealism than before. I mean, less uh, conflict between the, uh, how to say, theology of different nations. And so each nation are trying very hard now to come uh, with each other, and this is a good thing. But even then, I was thinking while reading this news that actually we all need enlightenment if we truly want to settle the affair of the world. Therefore, I was also somewhat enlightened <laughs> after thinking like that. I thought, ah, I know why God made me do this and that and all that, including wearing beautiful clothes. <laughs> so that we may come back to the golden era where everyone is beautiful, graceful, and doing things nicely but effectively, leisurely but very, very successfully, where we don't need to always run around in our jeans and <laughs> eating sandwich on the road to work or having a quick cup of coffee just to cup it down to wake ourselves up before work, etc. Maybe we should think and dream a golden dream again. Maybe we should go back to the golden era of ancient time where God and human lived together, where all the fairies can talk to us in our own language and can instruct us a better value of life 
where everyone look upon enlightenment and wisdom as a very natural way of living, that no one will doubt a master like Jesus when he came to earth to grace our world. And no one would ever criticize another great human being like that again. And no one would ever doubt in his heart about any master who grace our earth, because the masters are ourselves. I would very much hope that this dream will come true and that every one of us became goddess, god, fairy. And then our planet will shine with the hallows of all of the earthians who have been enlightened, wise, graceful, and beautiful. We have been living in uh, rags and poverty for a long time. I think we deserve to enjoy some of the golden atmosphere, the, the beautiful, I would say, royal style of a high standard of living, which, in which everyone is graceful, royal, beautiful, like queens and kings of the ancient times. And their dignity, their virtues, is fit to be God. I do not see why we have to represent poverty. Therefore, um, I, had, I had corrected my mistake. I became a nun and wear red clothes. I, I didn't feel disturbed about that, but I thought that was great. I thought that's how enlightened people should behave. But after God made me see different, he said, no, why should you represent poverty and disgrace? You should represent glory of heaven, at least some symbol of glory and grace. Because all the fairies of heaven are beautiful and graceful. The Kwanin Bodhisattva is beautifully adorned with all kinds of jewelries and beautiful dress. And even when we ascend to heaven, we saw glory, richness, everlasting, how you say, happiness, joyfulness. And nothing is like our earth, nothing at all. So even if we want to have access to heaven, we do it from inside. But maybe we also do it from the outside. And why not? Most people can only see from outside, so we start from outside. <laughs> and whatever we can uh, reconcile inside, of course, people will feel it, people will smell it, people will accept it from their wisdom, because we cannot cheat one person's wisdom, because that's the best judge, the most intelligent, the most correct judgment. We may be able to cheat people outside, but not inside. Therefore, sometimes we found in our experience in life that we are doing some transaction, and we have been very cleverly uh, designed a scheme of uh, cheating the opponents in order to uh, win a little bit more 
our say um, share yeah a possession to ourselves but then we we will be surprised to see how can we cannot uh, say deceive them even though no one knows about our plan somehow the plan is corrupted and I say uh, cancelled <laughs> that we could not access to our wish it is because the inner God the inner wisdom understand it and if it is in chest and if it's not in our store of karma then it cannot be carried out so actually every uh, sometimes we see injustice in this world but actually it's not always absolutely injustice it is probably that we have done something injustice not just unjust in our past previous experience on earth therefore now we have to reap it in order to learn our lesson just like in the bible say as you sow so shall you reap many things on earth cannot be rearranged for the better benefit of mankind if we don't use wisdom if we only use our own power of the computer brain then we can do something but not the perfect thing not the complete thing according to the will of heaven because we have no uh, not complete wisdom we have not rediscovered our own complete wisdom therefore we sometimes resist the will of heaven therefore we do things in a clumsy way or in a resisting way therefore we have not carried out our duty in a perfect manner if therefore we got enlightenment and then we truly see the whole picture with our wisdom not not with the human brain huh? then we do things just naturally automatically automatically correct even we don't know why we did it but it always turns out correct this is why we need enlightenment this is why since ancient time all the sages the saints encourage us emphasize us that seek you first the kingdom of god and all the things shall be added unto you this is why the ancient chinese wise sages say you first improve your own self and then you can take care of the whole family and then you can uh, govern the country and then you can pacify the whole world therefore i was a very lazy person and love loneliness as i have confessed to you last night but god made me come out <laughs> and do this seeing multiple people business <laughs> against my will <laughs> my obstinate will but now i have accepted it fully and i shall do whatever there is as long as my body is fit my mind is in order and that i can drag myself around the world and share this message with you i would do it one of the journalists in indonesia interview me <laughs> uh, he said why do you become this kind of 
business manager <laughs> instead of uh, enjoying life just like every other fortunate woman who has husband who take care of her and enjoy the family's life and very peaceful and how you say uh, ordinary and very routine life which is better for a woman uh, this i agree because that's why since ancient time most uh, uh, so-called enlightened master is men <laughs> it's more suitable it's a tough job i know now i didn't know it before if i know it before i i would say to god no no you kill me i don't do it <laughs> But he cheated me, he let me do it halfway before I know everything. Ah, it's all right. He always does that to every master. <laughs> Anyhow, so I, I said to the journalist, Yes, I agree with you. Yes, now I know. <laughs> it would be better to stay at home, being just a, a loving housewife, take care of your husband, and be obedient to his will, his wish, and then your life become more comfortable, more happy, and just peaceful. No one attack you, or no one loves you, <laughs> only your husband. It would be better, but it is the will of the providence, and I cannot do nothing absolutely about it, even if I want to. Sometimes I revolt, yes, I make revolutionary with God. So I quit <laughs> all the disciples, everything. I went to the mountain again, not Himalaya, but somewhere. Mountain, and then I live alone. I wear just very simple, kind of very old clothes, a patin everywhere. It is better, so you don't have to take care. And I am very fussily about it, you know. You just put it in a bucket and use your foot to stamp on it. <laughs> and then you empty it and put it in, and you get it in the river three times and you throw it on the stone and then it will be dry in no time. <laughs> it's a very beautiful life and carefree. So sometimes I do that for a couple of months, but then he drag me out again. He say, enough is enough. You are not coming here to enjoy. <laughs> you are here to do my work. So I say, all right, I'm coming out. <laughs> Something like that, yes? God can be funny also. Hmm? He's not a person, but he's very funny. <laughs> I have so much idea today that I forgot most of it, because it comes so fast. In this world, things are so slow, you know, even if we speak out. The idea is already, already was there, and it takes too long to express it into language. Uh, you see, if every, every human being became enlightened, then it's all right for each of us just to stay home and do cooking and washing and enjoying life. Actually, I enjoy my housewife life very much, yes, because uh, my husband was very loving and we love each other, as it was no problem. And I know how to please him, how to please him, yes. And to be a, a good wife, yes. I learned uh, some good tips from all the good wives, how to, be a <laughs> to please your husband. Therefore, sometimes, for example, I do not put makeup on in the daytime, just put on at night when he comes home. <laughs> just for example, yeah. And I wear just ordinary clothes in the daytime, but when he comes home, 
I wear nice, glamorous clothes. Therefore, if you know how to be a good wife, you can enjoy your life. You don't need to be a master. <laughs> don't aspire to be a master. It's a very tough job, even though I don't look very tough. <laughs> but it's truly sometimes uh, a lot of pressure, yes, and misunderstanding from people. Because it doesn't matter how good you do, according to God's will, many people do not understand God's will do not know that's God's will. That's why we are clumsy in life, and even though we have the best intention, we always do make mistakes. Because God told us to do this, and then from prejudice, prejudice, we think we should do the other way. And even if we are forced to do that uh, in the beginning, we are struggle inside, and therefore we are not concentrated enough to carry on that task which God has wanted us to do in the beginning. Or we delay it and upset the plan. But then we have, God will force us to go around and do it sooner or later. Anyhow, it's just that delay. Delay or spoil it somewhat, because we are not concentrate enough, we are not willing enough to carry on that plan, which according to our preconceived uh, opinion, that is no good. Yes. Because our society say this is no good. Because our grandmother or parents say this is not very good. <laughs> or because our teacher in the school says so. Or because we have learned from books that it is no good. Therefore, we, we do things without happiness, because we don't know the will of the providence of the Almighty. Only after enlightenment we will know more and more each day how to accept the things that is assigned to us while we are here. And by the way, access to heaven at the same time. We don't need to forsake our family. We do not need to go to the Himalaya. Or well, I did. I was stupid then, but you don't need to. You're wiser. <laughs> Therefore, I have to come here to serve you at your doorstep. And I had to go on searching a very long way. Understand? You are better, more fortunate, more virtuous, more merit. Therefore, God spoils you. Hmm? God bring me all the way here just to serve you. So no need to worship me. If you want to know God, just accept my teaching, accept God's gift for you. Nothing to thank me and no need to worship me at all. I'm a humble servant that God made me to serve you. Now, but in this world, if somebody teaches you something, you call him a teacher or master. That's the only reason. In my heart, I'm only happy if I can serve the whole mankind and make them elevated, make them know their own greatness. And if even I, one person, go to hell, I'll be smilingly, stay there forever. Uh, what was it then? <laughs> I talked too long and forgot. Oh yes, we don't have to go to the Himalaya or forsake our families. Or we don't need to even forsake our makeups <laughs> or our beautiful clothes. You have to wear nice, good things in order to face the world, to beautify the environment of our earth. Just like you plant uh, colorful flowers in your house, or put some flower arrangements for guests to come. So be a good guest on earth and treat others as good guests. 
Just do everything as God has given to you to do and that you are happy to do, but get enlightenment. Then you do it in a better way and you accept all things without criticism, without protest, without any obstacles and struggling in your heart. And that is what we call, I would say, we are liberated even in this life already. We have heaven already in this life because we will be free from every preconceived ideas. We will be free from every responsibility. We do things but without doing. We are loving but without being proud that we possess love. We give charity but we never claim for credit because we know everything comes from God and we only distribute as an agent. So I thank you for your loving attention. Any question, please write clearly and give to our disciples. <笑>我们本来就不应该从哪里出去的就是因为我们还不知道解脱还不知道自由所以暂时说也许从这边出去或是从那一边出去就是对普通的人来说是从那边出去我是从那边出去我是从那个性出去我是从下一点的那个机关
，我是帮助你们知道你们内在更伟大的地方，跟那个无所不在那种地方超越的那种啊、呃、智慧而已。嗯，这个不是做人的关系，就是那边的智慧跟佛菩萨的平持啊、呃、更接近。请问师父，学打坐的时候，打坐的意念是不是要放在心轮？这边啊。那、no, 我觉得不需要。心轮那边就是帮助我们那个什么送水到我们全全身而已，它工作是那么样子而已，懂不懂？我们任何的智慧啊、聪明啊，或是我们任成功任何地方，都是用头脑来做的、啊，所以最好是放在头脑上面啊，就比较有道理吧，啊？你一次放在心轮那边会阻塞交通哎，阻塞那个水力循环哎，是吗？最好不要了。嗯。啊，请问师傅，素食在新加坡这很普遍啊，不过有一些老一辈子的人都不能完全接受这个素食，因为他们大部分都是道教，所以呢，每逢啊啊这个拜拜的时候都杀鸡杀猪杀了一大堆，他从小就在这种。环境长大、啊，所以突然间要他们啊，跟他们老一辈子说要吃素，他们都不接受，他应该怎么办呢？那就随他去嘛，谁要吃的话就吃，不吃没关系。那可以建议他小一点杀生，啊，什么时候方便就多吃素，一定对他身体最少会好。杀生之夜平常会给我们一些短命的那种因果啦。这是一教经典来讲啊，不要骂我啊，骂我。啊，钟师傅，在人还没有到这个人间的时候，到底世界是怎么样？哦，那个时候我们都不在，你怎么问我？<笑>我怎么知道？<笑>我们现在管我们现在的事情比较适当啦，那个太久了，谁记得嘛？嗯。请问师傅，要如何很快的消除业障呢？修观音法门，印心，嗯，印心以后，你就会慢慢了解了。也许马上了解，也许慢慢了解，看你那个智慧里面开多大了。了解怎么样呢？了解，嗯，那个业障本来空，然后会原谅自己呀、啊，嗯，然后当来又没有继续做业障，那我们就不用再轮回了。OK， 那个是最快的办法。以我知道。如果你知道更快的办法，请告诉我啊。嗯。啊，请问师傅，观音法门到底是属于哪个宗教？它跟其他宗教有什么不同呢？我已经说过，任何宗教都只一样的，那个那边的最高的力量、最高的品质、最高雅了、最博爱那个品质。那所以，我任何宗教都包括在内的。然后师傅没有叫你们应该互相攻击别的宗教，那个做人已经不好了，何况说修行的人，是吗？请问师傅，人死了以后啊，他的家人可以借这个灵媒将他的那个灵魂请出来说话，是不是真的有这一回事啊？我还没有死，你们都问死的东西啊。<笑>怎么活好的人，你们都拼命往死那边走。哎呀，即使我们能够叫一个死人出来讲话的话
，那不是太麻烦他了吗？啊，对，时间工作做完，责任负完，他才能够去休息。啊，一天到晚吵他干嘛？最<笑>好就是我们应该超胜了时，我们还没有时的以前呐、啊，就要超胜了时，要完全了解生死是什么。我们自己会解脱生死，然后也可以带领别人解脱。那已经死的人呢、啊，我们就来不及管了。我们马上要开悟，然后我们也可以了解了。问来问去啊，我也没证据可以跟你说这样对，我是不对呀、啊。嗯，死人他又有时候我们又不知道那个是真的死人回来，我是活的剩的人活的人骗我们的。啊！如果我讲出来破坏人家的晚饭怎么办呢？<笑>你们想玩什么都玩都可以嘛，啊，就不用拉我进去。请问师傅，当一个人在绝望或者是非常伤心的时候，他应该怎么样来自救？有很多方法。第一，马上求里面那个内在的最高力量帮忙。第二，看那个情况清楚一点，啊，看看为什么我们绝望，真正的是不是绝望的？因为有时候我们太紧张了，啊，马上判断说哇，这个当然没有办法，事实上还会有办法，因为有时候。我们自己的成见呢、啊，我们自己那个习惯呢、啊，也会骗我们，因为我们生生世世水不同的样的东西，然后我们头脑像一个 computer 一样，它就录很多事情，然后碰到类似的情况，它就破出来类似的材料、类似的反应。事实上，那个类似并非完美的，有时候我会漏洞，所以我们先静下来，求内在的。里面帮忙，如果我们信佛就求佛帮忙，求观音菩萨；信耶稣基督就求耶稣基督；信阿拉就求阿拉；信那个那个梵天就求梵天，求很诚心的要求，求像我们坏那个烟石的时候喊救命一样，那么诚心才可以达到我们那个最内在的救命的能力，最高等那个那个那个 power 那个力量，哎。然后我们才静下来，坐下来，在那边就静下来一阵子，然后我才真正研究我们那个问题是不是真的绝望，我是还有路，慢慢来研究了。有时候明天就不一样了。我是过了一个小时，我们要接到更好的新闻，然后我们那个问题自然就会解决了。所以，首先最好就是静下来，啊。在那边祷告，嗯，然后事情慢慢解决啊。如果我们修观念法门的人呢、啊，当然他们知道怎么做了，他们都把任何的问题都丢给师傅。<笑>请问无上师，为什么我们取到无上师的照片啊的时候，心会非常的安定啊？为什么啊无上师入场的时候，他会很自然的合掌？跟无上师顶礼，这是什么原因？是哪一个人呢、啊？<笑>我也不知道
。如果你们谁得到利益，从师父任何的方面得到利益的话，就是因为上帝是给你们，佛祖疼爱你们啊，也不用问师父，也跟我没有很大关系，我都不知道。嗯、啊，请问师父，什么是修行？那应该怎么来修？去印心，然后教你怎么修。嗯，呵呵在这边时间不多啊，不方便解释。请问师父，一个人是不是只要有一颗善良、仁慈的心，这样就足够了？干嘛还要印心呢？那那够了就够吧。<笑>我没有勉强啊，恐怕不够而已啊。因为有时候我们认为够，事实上不够。哎，我们怎么知道什么才够呢？哎。够是怎么样才够呢？世界那么多人痛苦，我们办得了全部吗？啊，世界政治不稳定，我们能够全部那个什么安顿吗？是吗？宇宙有很多事情我们还不懂，我们全部了解了吗？够吗？啊？你们觉得你们够了吗？如果够了，我就没话说，我就拜你为师了。请问吴上师，啊，一个开悟的人，怎么都是中文呢？对<笑> ，OK， 好。啊，请问，呃，一个开悟的人来世是不是还会轮回呢？看他开悟多多大，看他的师父有多力量，嗯，能不能带他上去，然后慢慢从上面，啊，教他，或是他师父不足够力量的话，那连师徒一起轮回。<笑>请问吴上师，我们啊、呃、这一辈子受的苦，是不是因为我们前世做错而得到的处罚？呃、uh, ，If you have a question, please raise it higher so that people see you。我们今生受的苦，是不是因为我们前世做错，然后才得到的处罚？以佛教或是印度教那别的宗教经典来讲，好像是，嗯，不过以师父了解的话。我们最大的错误就是无名。如果我们开悟了，我们什么都能解决，我们业障都没有了，因为我们知道业障本来空，世界都是幻想，宇宙就是做梦，嗯，所以任何的障碍啊，所谓的业障啊，都是因为我们无名的关系。我们了解了以后，整个宇宙都是我们的，我们要怎么样就怎么样，何必还要受苦呢？即使我们受苦，我们也是知道，那可是像元气一样，没有像以前那么神圣痛苦，那么无名，那么执着的。请问师父，我现在为了生存呢，天天都在杀生，可是内心非常的不忍，可是又找不到工作。请问师父，我怎样才能够做到心安呢？为什么排手呢？嗯？你们说为什么拍手？拍手的人跟我说为什么？啊？说一下嘛。啊？好像吃饭要生活嘛。对呀、啊，那为什么要拍手呢？他心里一定很旺哦，怎么拍手？如果他很高兴下去的话，你们还可以拥护他，他一定很痛苦了。哎，我已经说过。为了生活，有时候我们做很多事，我们心不安呐、啊。嗯，那心不安的话。
那慢慢找别的工作嘛，哎，还找不到的时候，就尽量安心呢、啊，嗯，尽量安分做你那份工作，也许你就证实应该做那种工作，也不必太自责。既然你自己不是故意要杀生，而且为了生存做的话，那佛菩萨不会，呃，怎么样？不会说你怎么样？啊，就是你自己良心也许不安稳，那慢慢找别的工作嘛。好不好？还没找好，就不要责怪自己那么多，又更痛苦而已，又不能变改情况，是吗？嗯，那现在又不排手了。Dear Master, why must we be initiated to get enlightenment? Because you don't know how to get enlightenment yourself. Otherwise, you're welcome without initiation. If you already know how to get enlightenment, then don't come, please. <laughs> I have less burden. <laughs> Dear Master, should an unfaithful husband be greeted with love, tolerance, and more understanding? Should the unfaithful be? Husband. Unfaithful husband be treated with love. Sure. He was lacked of love, that's why he was unfaithful. <laughs> So forgive him and improve your appearance. <laughs> Love him more and sincerely and see into the family affair whether anything needs improving apart from your own appearance. I told you already, make up in the evening only. <laughs> and wear beautiful clothes only for him. Hmm? Because or even if the whole world loves you and you only care for your husband and he's the only one who doesn't love you, then you are in trouble. <laughs> in misery, right? Yes. So take care of him more, love him more, give the best and everything for him and see whether your cooking is still lousy as last year, then improve it. Whether your clothes is too, uh, uh, how to say, too lousy, then improve it. And take care that the children is nice, nicely uh, bath and I would say smell nice, and you yourself also. Hmm? Buy a little bit new perfume, yeah? <laughs> new makeup, new clothes, yeah? And take care of the house. Hmm? Dear Master, as a practitioner, can I enjoy dancing and listening to loud music? Yes, you can, but you must meditate. <laughs> Apart from that, if you do two and a half hour meditation and then other things you do, I do not forbid. <laughs> okay. But after some times of meditation, you don't feel like listening to this anymore because you have inside music, which is more enchanting, more cleansing, more refreshing, and more, I would say, energizing, that I tell you. Before, I also liked music very much. Since young, I was chanting all the time and love all this music. And I love go out dancing with my husband also. But now, I only dance once every 10 years. <laughs> and in my place, wherever I go, I don't have radio, television, no music or nothing. Not that I hate them, it's just I don't feel needing them. Not that I leave them, they just leave me. Understand? They just forsake me because they feel I'm too boring. <laughs> I'm not fit <laughs> with the music of the world anymore. So do whatever you like until you're completely satisfied, and, but meditate, yeah? and keep the precepts, <laughs> so you progress faster. 
Dear Master, I always meditate on silence and emptiness to contact my inner self. I was bothered by a spirit one day. Once I witnessed the spirit meddling with the mat I was sitting on. I no longer dare to meditate alone. How can I protect myself? The spirit sat on the mat that he meditated? Yes. Oh, then let him sit there. You find another mat. <laughs> What's the problem? <laughs> Is the mat so expensive that you couldn't donate it to the spirit? <laughs> Maybe because he see you meditating so nicely, so he wants to learn also. You should teach him. <laughs> Become his master. <laughs> Well, well, this is a problem when you meditate with uh, sometimes uh, yourself, with alone, with our master, or with sometimes uh, not very highly compatible master. Yeah? So try to find another way to do it, or try the Kuan Yin method. Okay? And then we and the spirits and whatever are all in harmony. There will be no fear, there will be no fear between any beings. Yeah? If they ever come, it will be loving and just harmony. Master, how can I remember my past life so that I can retrieve the knowledge I had learned then? No, no, it's enough to learn the present, yeah? Because in present life, we don't even learn enough yet. The past life is gone, and God has draw a curtain, drawn a curtain between the past and present. It's for our own benefit. Therefore, it's not always necessary to trace the past, because if we know too much things about the past without having enough power to handle it or to improve it uh, in concerning with the present, then we'll be in trouble. That's why people sometimes come into possess a kind of state of mind or knowing too much of the past, they will be miserable to live in the present. Suppose you know that in the past life you were the sultan of, <laughs> of such and such country, and now you are driving a taxi. Would you like it? <laughs> huh? Or suppose you know that last life you and your wife were, how to say, having some, how to say, kind of bloodshed with each other, and now every time you see her, would you be afraid? and that she killed you last life? And can you ever be loving again to her? Yeah? It would affect very much your family harmony and your personal relationship as well as your own happiness. Is that not so? So therefore, therefore we don't need to know the past. We take care of the present and the future will come beautifully. Meditate on your inner self or choose whatever method you like. But I would only recommend Kuaning method because I know after all the studies that is the best, at the highest, the quickest, the safest. So we offer that to you in case you want to uh, to gain more knowledge in the present and for the future, and the past take care of itself. The past is gone. The past we can just forget it. Hmm? Dear Master, my husband is a non-vegetarian. Can I get myself initiated, or should I divorce him? No! Why? Why? Each one has his own opinion about how to live his life. I only suggest the vegetarian diet and the saintly way of living, 
But should you don't want to take it, or your husband or wife don't want it, don't force them. You can reason with them in course of time, or just show them that it's like this, and they choose. But if they don't choose vegetarian diet, it's all right. You can cook for him lovingly, and then uh, uh, hope God will bless him one day that he can go the same path with you. It would be better for you both, that is all. But we don't force or we don't divorce a husband or wife just because <laughs> he's different from us. It's okay to be different. Dear Master, can you please describe what heaven is like? There's so many descriptions about heaven already in the Bible, in the Hindu scripture, in the Buddhist sutras, in the Quran, and in all kinds of uh, scriptures. Please refer to them. <laughs> they have better, how is their literature talent than I have. I can only experience, but about describing is, it's completely <laughs> uh, helpless. I'm, I'm helpless. It's so beautiful. I cannot talk. Hmm? I'm afraid to degrade it by talking. Just like a beautiful woman, and you saw it, and you were speechless. And then when your friend asks you, what, she, what, what she looked like? What did she look like? You say, oh, her nose was very straight, <laughs> her eyes are so big, and uh, I'll say, her lips very red, and that's it. And then when, you go, when the friend goes outside and looking at another girl, she say, oh, the, the girl looks straight, and the nose straight, the lips red, and the eyes big. Is that enough to to convey the beauty of that woman? No, you understand? Because the imagination of that friend is different than the reality. And then he might misunderstand uh, of the beauty of that lady. Uh, that's difficult. Also, can you describe the love between man and woman? Or mother and son? Oh, no, no, it's very difficult. So I better keep quiet. But I invite you to see for yourself and make effort to learn to know heaven by your own will and your own sincerity. Everyone can do it. No need to ask me. Second-hand stuff is no good. Huh? <laughs> you are first-class citizen. You have to know everything first-hand. Dear Master, can you please tell us how to cultivate unconditional love towards our family? There are two levels of unconditional love. In the mundane way, we should serve our family in whatever way is beneficial to them, not to us. Yes, we should not demand, but always give and sacrifice. And if each member of the family do the same thing, then of course there is harmony and love in the family. Because most of us, we serve with motive. If we love somebody, we expect the love in return, or we want to love the way we want, not the way they want. For example, the mother-in-law wants banana, and you would just force her with apples, even the best apple from Japan, and the biggest and the most expensive, but she doesn't like it, so just buy banana. It's so simple, understand? Don't have to always force your way with the family members. Whatever they want, to give it. Therefore, just as I said to you before, the husband doesn't want to eat vegetarian, then cook meat for him. I would not, for my sake and my belief, forbid him to eat meat. 
or force him to eat vegetarian just because I think it's good for him. I think it's good for him, but if he doesn't like it, then he's okay to choose his own way. Yeah? Similarly, this is how we treat other people unconditionally, no motive. Let God deal with them and teach them in their time to come around to do whatever God thinks is proper for him. Maybe he wasn't ready for that thing. Maybe he, his stomach cannot uh, digest apple, <laughs> for example. Therefore, very sim- simple thing to take care of family. Whatever they want, do it for them, as long as it doesn't harm other persons. Understand? Or doing some criminal action. Then you should obey and serve them with all love and devotion, just like you would serve God. Then that is unconditional love. Now, another higher level is that after you became enlightened and your love inside will grow in such an incredible speed and also unlimited that you even serve your family member without knowing you love them even. You just automatically do things right. That is if you already put down your ego and completely surrender to God. Dear Master, I'm so afraid of losing you as my master. It is indeed a rare opportunity to be initiated by you. I'm not a vegetarian, but yet I want initiation. Even after initiation, I may not be a full vegetarian. Can I still be initiated by you today? You know the answer. I'm also very touched by your honesty and sincerity. But we have uh, another way for you, not completely reject you at all. Anyhow, you can practice the convenient method and you can try vegetarian food whenever it's convenient for you, 10 days a month or 20 days or 15 days, whenever convenient, yes? Until you're completely, uh, I would say, satisfied with the idea that God comes first, God come before everything else in life, before every reason, before every logic, before any price at all. Then you get initiation, all right? Otherwise, it's not fair for everyone else. Otherwise, I initiate the whole theater, <laughs> the whole hall. Why you alone? Everyone else, many other people, most of the people would like my teaching and love to follow the initiation process, just they cannot eat vegetarian. So why you alone? Then I just make, <laughs> just make it a cheap <laughs> uh, wholesale. Everybody welcome. <laughs> Understand? Yes. It's not that I care whether you eat meat or vegetarian, but you must know what you want and pay for it. All right? Master, why is seeing lights and hearing sounds so important in meditation? Because that is our own real self. Light and sound is a manifestation of our wisdom inside, which is invisible to the eyes and the ears. Hearing the sounds doesn't mean you hear it with the ears. Seeing the light doesn't mean you see with the eyes. It's just the inside awareness of your own self, of your own glorious nature, that we are light, we are beautiful melody, we are not the body. And the more you hear of this invisible, uh, inaudible sound, the more you see this invisible light or heaven, the more wise, the wiser you become, the more loving you become, the more satisfaction you gain. And then the more 
uh, efficient you will be <laughs> to serve the world. Not because the light and sound is important, it is because it is ourself. It's just like the food, whether it's good taste or not, it's not we eat it because of taste only, it's just because it will give nourishment and it will manifest it later as strength yeah, and energy so that we can work for the family, we can think, we can read books, we can do other things. That is the importance of food. Similarly, the importance of light and sound is that it makes us wiser, more loving, more capable in all aspects. All right? Dear, ma okay. Dear Master, you say that the supreme wisdom is within us. When we are dead, where will the wisdom be? We never die. Just the body decay. We change the clothes, the fleshy clothes. Just like yesterday I wear white, today I wear red. Similarly, we change this bodily clothes to another kind of clothing, maybe more beautiful, maybe less beautiful, according to our choice in life. And we choose it by being enlightened. And we know which choice is better, which clothes are better for the next, uh, next uh, how you say, activity. Yeah? If we choose beautiful clothes, we go to heaven. And if we choose ugly clothes, we will go to a little bit lower level than human being. If we choose human clothes, we come back again. Okay? But only the enlightened person can choose. Free of karma, force can choose. Otherwise, most of the people will be forced to be born wherever their karma or their deeds from the last birth lead them. They have no control whatsoever about their future and their, about the new clothes that they will buy. <laughs> My dearest Master, I was initiated last night since I came in contact with your teaching in Sydney six months ago. I realized you are the Master I have been searching for for many lives. All I would like to say is thank you and wish you have good health. Shishya. Thank you. Dear Master, is it true that relationships and marriages will distract us from immediate enlightenment? No, no, it's not true. It's not true. It's not true at all. But it might, uh, it might just, uh, how to say, make us uh, a little bit sidetracked for a while, for a while only. If you are completely enlightened or very strong in your spiritual path, very much enlightened, not completely even, very much enlightened. It doesn't matter what you do, it doesn't matter how attractive the world, you will always remember what you want. But by the way, enlightened people will not become metal or wood. Huh? It's all right to take care of your family, your marriage. Most of the masters were married and having children and raising the family just like you. And I say it's absolutely normal. And nobody wants to marry me now, so I don't marry, but <laughs> if you want to propose, I will consider put you on the mailing list. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, it's absolutely normal to fulfill our duty in life and at the same time aspiring for heaven. Heaven, yeah? 
because God doesn't put us here just to be lonely or to endure hardship or to be feelingless, understand, or lifeless. It's all right. Whatever happens naturally, you accept it. No struggle, no condemnation, no, how to say, uh, rejection. Yeah? Just accept it and do things in a moderate way. We practice the middle path. Yeah? It's all right if you don't want to get married or you don't want to take responsibility of family, uh, how you say, uh, family life. But if you want to get married, if you love somebody, it's all right. It's a part of the universal love. Any love is a part of universal love. Yeah? Just accept it as God's gift to you should you find a good partner. And if God doesn't give to you, even you look through your life, you can't find any, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Dear Master, is our soul and our mind the same? Mm, it isn't. It isn't. Soul is likened unto the chauffeur, the driver, yeah? and mind is likened unto the car. Is my English all right? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And also like a computer and a secretary. Understand? <laughs> Dear Master, yesterday when I saw you, the first time walking down to the stage, I started to cry, and my heart is calling, Master, Master, Master. How much I wanted to hold you, I don't know why. Master, is this fate? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like, huh? <laughs> Maybe we had an affinity, huh? Maybe your soul was longing for liberation. Maybe your soul inside, the wisdom inside you recognizes, at last I found my own self, my own comrade. <laughs> so you're happy. Yeah? Call me master, friend, whatever you like. Yeah? And be happy that you have found something you look for us for many centuries. Dear Master, what happens when heaven is overcrowded? <laughs> it's not Singapore or Hong Kong. <laughs> It's heaven, please. <laughs> when you say heaven, it's expanded, it's limitless, can never be overcrowded. <laughs> Hell can be overcrowded, but heaven, rarely. <laughs> Master, what and how does a man cope when he is married unhappily and falls in love with another married lady? Hmm. <laughs> You have to see to your own marriage whether it is absolutely uh, not rescuable, <laughs> not uh, say amendable. I mean, not improvable, or whether you seek love in another relationship just uh, as an excuse for your own pleasure, hmm? because. Uh, it's already bad enough you have one marriage, <laughs> troublesome enough. <laughs> so it is better that we take care of our marriage relationship. I know it's difficult. Everything is difficult in this world, but it doesn't mean impossible. Talk to your wife about where the problem, problem lies, but don't talk to her about your affair, please. <laughs> if you talk about that, maybe no more. <laughs> No more <laughs> solution. It's all right if you think that is a mistake, you may try to cut it down or to forsake it. But talk to your wife about how to improve your relationship. 
where she fails or where you fail, and where you need her attention or improvement, or where she needs you. Talk to each other, buy new presents for her, buy beautiful dress for her, adorn her with beautiful things, make her beauty, make her a beauty of your life, instead of spending time and energy on somebody else's woman, because you don't possess her anyhow. It's better to take care of what you have, understand? And wasting time and energy on other people's possession, is that not right? It doesn't matter how much you like the neighbor's car, you don't go and spray go on it. Spray on your car, spray on your car, is that not so? Take care of your car, because you drive the car, you need the car every day. The car is necessary for you. The neighbor's car you can admire silently, quietly, but don't spray go on it. <laughs> don't look after it so much and neglect your car. One day maybe the driver of neighboring drives the car away and suddenly you go without anything and your car is in garage, broke down, uncared for, and now you are in trouble. Understand? So work for your marriage if you think it's worthwhile. And then also, by the same time, respect other people's marriage. It hurts, it hurts to forsake the things you love. But think of other men. If you are in his position, would you feel happy? Yeah? Would you not prefer your wife to be faithful and devoted to you? So make your wife a good wife and make yourself a good husband. And make the neighbor's wife also become a good wife to her husband. That would be the best solution if you don't find a better one. Okay, thank you. Mm. Honored Master. Thank you for trusting me with your personal family problem, but this is also very important. If your heart is not peaceful, doesn't matter how many wives you have, your business and everything is go wrong. Better be satisfied with what you have and take care of it and beautify it. Yeah, beautiful, make it more beautiful, more suitable for your taste. Yeah? Just like you cultivate your garden, plant your rose, yeah? make it more beautiful for yourself. Dear Master, if I'm honest, how do I deal with people who are not honest? Would I lose out? Even if you lose out, you must be honest. <laughs> Honesty doesn't mean uh, stupidity. Yeah? Deal with people the way you should, but keep your dignity and keep your own honesty, because you are the one who lives with yourself. <laughs> Even if you can cheat other people, you yourself know what you are like. Yeah? So it's best to protect ourselves. Hmm? To be honest with other people is the best protection for our dignity and our conscience. That's the best way for us. Yeah? Okay, I take leave of you now, but I take you with my heart. I stay with you in your heart <laughs> and stay and please keep me also in your heart sometimes when you're in trouble. Yeah? <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you these days for your love. And I truly enjoy 
being in Singapore. You feel very free here, no repression, no hard feeling at all in Singapore. And again, I congratulate you for being in such a good atmosphere. Give your country better and better each day. <laughs> Thank you for your love.